This sermon is brought to you by Buford Road Baptist Church. The speaker today is Pastor David Kogel. Well, we learned last week about our Bible, didn't we? And what it says, of course, we've been doing a series of lessons about what does the Bible say about different subjects. <clears throat> Tonight's lesson is about really loving the Lord. What does the Bible say about really loving the Lord? You know, sometimes uh, Christian lifestyles, Christian actions, or their thinking many times is questioned because we, we see each other as Christians, <clears throat> but yet we see other people out in the world that maybe call themselves Christians, but their lifestyle <clears throat> and their actions seem to go opposite of what we feel like a Christian should be. And it's not just our feelings, it's what the Word of God says. Because I don't know about you, but when Christ came in, I became a new creature in Christ. And old things will pass away and all things will become new. So tonight, we want to look at that and we want to talk about that. Uh, and let me, let me throw this thought out here to you. I, it's, it's a statement that says, I know I'm not living the way I should, but I still do love Jesus. I know I'm not living the way I should, but I still do love Jesus. And you know, if we were all honest, we probably all at some season in our life could say that statement. That we love Jesus, but we're not living where we should be, doing what we should do. We're not as close to God as we should be. Things come in the way and things happen in our life. So sometimes I think that that statement, I still love Jesus, we kind of justify, we justify the behavior that we're doing and that we're in. But if we always go back to the Word of God, it will show us how we should be living for Jesus. And, you know, we spoke on the Holy Spirit, and that Holy Spirit will keep us in line too. And we need that. So this question I ask you tonight, is it possible to still love God and do whatever you want. <laughs> is it possible to still love God and do whatever you want? Well, I don't want to give you my opinion. I want to give you God's word tonight. And so we'll look at that. We have a, a lot to try to get through, and I hope we can do that tonight. Number one on your outline, loving the Lord is shown by one's keeping his commandments. That word commandment really occurs occurs over and over again in the Word of God, talking about keeping His commandments, and we'll see that tonight. But following the Bible's commandments, it's, it, it shouldn't be a hard thing for us to do. It shouldn't be a grievous thing for us to do. It shouldn't be something that we say, well, man, you mean I've got to... <laughs> follow that. I've got to do what the Lord wants me to do. I've got to, I've got to love one another and, and I've, I've got to do these things and forgive and, and all these other actions that the Bible talks about. You mean I've got to do those things? Well, it shouldn't be grievous. It shouldn't be something that's a sacrifice for us. It should actually come flowing as a natural thing for us as children of God. And the closer we draw to God, that way of living will please the Lord 
and we'll be living like we should and showing people that we not only just say we love the Lord, but we're showing people in our actions. So let's look at John 14, 15. He'll get these scriptures up on your on the board, and of course you have the reference in your outline is there and there. If you love me, and there's a comma there, then do whatever you want. Is that what the Bible says? <laughs> if you love me, then then keep my commandments sometimes. It didn't even, he didn't put that word on the end either. But he said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. There, there will be something there that wants us and strive, wants us to strive to do things that we know pleases the Lord. And when we read his commandments in the word of God, it won't be a question where we step back and say, well, I don't know whether I should try to follow that or not. We know we need to try to follow that. Look at 1 John 5, 2 and 3. By this, by what? By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God, and here it is again, and keep His commandments. And the very next verse says, for this is the love of God. You know, it's, it's giving you a direct definition there. This is the love of God that we keep his commandments, and his commandments, once again, are not grievous. So it shouldn't be something that we open up the book and read and say, man, I just, I just have a hard time doing that, and it's going to be a struggle doing that all of my life. It shouldn't be that way. Because the more we love the Lord and the more we want to please him, then when we read his commandments, we're ready to try to do those things. Yes, we can fail. Yes, we can forget. Yes, we can do some things along the way that are not pleasing, but we should always try to get back on track and do that. That word grievous means it's not difficult to fulfill. And you know why that is? Because we're born of God when we're children of God. And you got to remember, we have the victory. We've got the victory in the Lord. So it's not a thing, you know, Satan will tell us, you can't do that, you can't be a Christian, you, you can't forgive that person, you can't, he'll, he'll just come up with all kinds of things. But the victory's been won on that, like that song we sang tonight at Calvary for us. And as children of God, we need to realize that. So let's look at John 14, 23 and 24. Jesus answering and said unto him, who is he talking to right there? He's talking to a man named Judas, not Judas Iscariot. But he's talking to a man named Judas, and he answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. Did you notice that little word, our? Our abode? It's all based on obedience to the Lord. You know, it's like we ought to get up in a day and say, you know what, I'm going to obey the Lord today, whatever he leads me to do. I'm going to be listening. I'm going to be following the Holy Spirit's leading, and I want to obey him. And the wonderful thing is that through the Holy Spirit, that word our means the Father, the Son, will make their home inside of the believer. Our abode is going to be with him. So I don't know about you, but it's good to have those walking around with us, isn't it? 
It's good to have those by our sides constantly. He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings, and the word which ye hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. So kind of on the opposite side of that. He that loveth me not, then we're not, that person's not going to keep the Lord's saying. You see, that we may have a person we hear say, I love the Lord. But then we, their actions, we never see them keeping God's word. We see them doing things that are just off the wall. They're things that the Lord cannot be pleased with at all. And they're saying things in their actions and we're saying, oh my goodness, something's not adding up here. So he that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings. And the word which he hears not mine. Number two, loving the Lord will cause him to want to live a godly life and avoid sin. Now, sin's all around us, and we're tempted by it every day. But loving the Lord, staying close to the Lord as we can, praying, reading His Word, trying to live that godly life, then it will help us. Now, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 15 and 16 but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. That's the conduct in our life should be. Be ye holy as I am holy. And that starts with all manner of conversation. You know, Somebody that spews vile things out of their mouth all the time and yet saying, oh, how I love Jesus. I don't understand that. <laughs> that just doesn't seem to add up to me. But I believe the Lord, when He changes us, He changes our conversation too. He changes our vocabulary, doesn't He? And, and it's different. You know, I've, I've heard people tell me, man, before I got saved, boy, I just... I just talked any kind of way and acted any kind of way. But when the Lord saved me, when I truly was born again, things changed with me. And you could see the change in that individual. Number three, loving the Lord is shown by one's love for others, especially other Christians. You know, I think that is a great action that people need to see in a Christian is our love for one another. And I know that person that cut you off in traffic, it's not easy to love that person. <laughs> person that did you wrong, that's not an easy thing to do. But we'll, if we get to it tonight, there, there's something that we need to watch out for and that we need to make sure we don't do as a child of God. Let's look at uh, Luke 10, 27. He's answering a certain lawyer here. And he answered and said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with how much? All thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy strength, and with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. You don't find too many people that don't love themselves. <laughs> you know, we, we have, we have that, that love for ourselves. We, we're always patting ourselves on the back. But, you know, we need to look around at those in need. And those people are right in front of us many times. And when we see those people in need, we need to love them. They may not be easy to love. 
they may be coming across in a way that's making it hard for us to love. But that's when the love of Jesus shines through us and the opportunity we have to show what kind of love we really have. So uh, that word all in that scripture, he really used it a lot. And, you know, it doesn't say half-heartedly or half of your soul, half of your strength, half of your mind. But he says we need to be all in when it comes to the Lord. And that love will show. First John 4, 19, 20, and 21. <clears throat> we love him because he first loved us. If a man say, I love God, and these are strong words, and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God loveth his brother also. That's why I say we're going to come across many people in our life. And, you know, I'm as bad as, some, as, as, as you could be, that we are so busy we don't see that person that's in need. We don't take time to show the love of God to them. We don't let God speak through us and use us in that moment. You know, love is a word that we can toss around real easy, isn't it? But when actions is what we need to show people that we actually do love them. And that may cause us to have to go out of our way, maybe inconvenient. But that's when we'll see, be able to be closer to God and people will see that. Number four, loving the Lord is shown by one's love for the things God loves and a disdain for the things God hates. You see, there are things that God really loves I'm convinced when we come into his house on Sunday, he loves to see us praise and worship him. He loves to see souls saved. He loves to see us invite people to church. He, he loves a lot of things in our individual lives that we can do. But I believe there are many things he just shakes his head probably and says, boy, I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. So we should be in tune with that. Now, I know it's a few verses to read here, but bear with me. We'll get through them real quickly. Romans 12 and verse 9. Let love be without dissimulation. That means without hypocrisy. That means make it sincere. Abhor, that word means hate that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love in honor preferring one another not slothful in business but fervent in spirit i like to stop there just for a second what does that word fervent mean that means we should be bubbly on fire christians i mean the lord loves that he loves to see people come in to the house of God, singing and praising and worshiping and enjoying the service. Not saying, oh boy, if I can get through this one, I can get on out of here. Or falling to sleep. <laughs> but we need to be fervent in spirit, serving the Lord as well. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. 
distributing to the necessity of the saints given to hospitality. Bless them which persecute you. Boy, that's a hard one, isn't it? Bless and curse not. Rejoice with them that do rejoice. Weep with them that do weep. You know, Christ did that. In the Bible, when they had that wedding, I believe Christ was there to try to make make sure everything was continuing to go uh, as, as planned. He was rejoicing with them. But when Lazarus died, he was also there weeping with them. And I believe we need to do the same thing. We need to take part in those rejoicing times and weeping times. Be of the same mind one toward another, mind not on high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. We should never look down on people, no matter if they don't look like we do, smell like we do, act like we do. That's no reason for us to look down on them, is it? Recompense in verse 17 to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves. Remember, I talked about this a little earlier, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay. Seth, is your name there? No. Saith the Lord. A believer's life really has no place for retaliation. And you know why that is? Because when you retaliate, you're going to ruin your testimony. It's going to affect your testimony, more than likely. So be careful about that. You say, well, they need to get what's coming to them. Well, vengeance is mine, saith who? The Lord. And let me tell you, the Lord can take care of it better than you and I can. So turn it over to him. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in doing so, thou heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. Remember, these are a list of things, and you can pick those things out in those verses there that God loves and God hates. I mean, you could just draw a line and make a list on each side. And if we'll live by that, then some great things can happen in our life. Number five, loving the Lord is shown by one's effort in telling others about the ways of the Lord. Don't you think as a saved person, we should have a longing to tell others about Christ? We should. We should have that longing on the inside to show other people God loves them too. God can save them too. You know, John chapter 21, verse 15, 16, 17, you know the story where Jesus had dined with the disciples and it says that he turned to Simon Peter and he said, Son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He said, Yea, Lord, thou knowest I love thee. And he saith unto them, him, Feed my lambs. Remember the pastor preached that sermon and talked about the two different kinds of love that he was talking about. And he was speaking about one kind and then he spoke about the other kind. I don't have time to go all back into that tonight. But he saith unto him the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He said, Yeah, Lord, thou knowest I love thee. And he saith unto him, Feed my sheep. Called them lambs first time, sheep the other two times. That's interesting. 
Verse 17, he saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things, and he sure does. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, feed my sheep. I wonder if there have been times the Lord has felt like he needs to ask us that question. There have been times in our life, when, wait a minute, do you really love me? Do you really love me? I mean, I wanted you to do so-and-so, and, -so, and I, I led you, and I opened that door, and you, you, you didn't do anything about it. And he may ask us the same question. Yeah, I love thee. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Well, then continue to spread the gospel. And don't, not just those that are unsaved, but help one another as Christians also. Number six, loving the Lord is sometimes shown as he denies his own needs and the desires so that others can hear God's message. Remember, I mentioned just a little bit earlier, it can be inconvenient sometimes, the things that the Lord wants us to do. It can make us go out of our way and out of our routine. You know, some people are so stuck in their routine. Boy, you, you, you get them out of that. They are bent out of shape. I work with a young fellow that I couldn't believe it. He, he, he had to have the same parking space every day he got to work. And we didn't have assigned parking spaces, but that, that was his space. But we hired some new guys, and one day the fellow come in and parked in that spot. Oh, my goodness. He come in there, he was, he was red from head to toe. You know what he did? He told me, he said, I'm going back home because somebody's in my parking space. I see you tomorrow. I said, okay, that's nice. I'm glad you can do that. It, you know, it, it upset his routine a little bit. <laughs> it, it's crazy how that happens to people. But you think about what the Lord may ask us to do. It doesn't even compare to what the Lord has done for us. That's why so many missionaries have sacrificed Martyrs have died so that other people can hear the gospel. Look at Mark 12, 30. Once again, thou shalt love the Lord God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, with all thy strength. And this is the first commandment. John 15, 13. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friend. So we can, we can say we love other people, but when it comes down to laying down our life for them, going out of our way for them, love is giving sacrificially to others. And I, I think that's whether it's a physical thing or just giving the gospel to others. But it's the act of giving. All right, we kind of change just a little bit there on your outline because there are many that call themselves Christians, but the way they live and the way they think are contrary to the Bible. The scriptures that I give you from this point on maybe identify what their love for the Lord really may be. You see, some people can be going through the actions, but it's not coming from the heart. And that's what we find in the Bible many times. Number seven, coldness, indifference for the Lord when does that take place? Usually when sin comes into the life. 
That will usually happen. You know, we see people in church that have been tending faithfully all along. All of a sudden, we don't see them no more. What happened to those people? What's going on in their life? And it may be that something has come in and robbed them of that relationship, that walk with Christ like they used to have, that love for the Savior like they need to have. Did the Bible say that's going to happen? Yes, Matthew 24, 12. Look what it says. And because of iniquity shall abound, the love of many will wax cold. It will get to a point where their love is what it used to be. So that can happen in people's lives as well. Number eight, here's another thing, another reason, the desire to just look religious or righteous. You know, we, we can all look that way, but what's on the inside is what counts. And Matthew chapter 6, verse 5 and 6, this is some examples of people that have the look. When thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues, in the corner of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut the door, pray to thy Father which is in secret. And thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. I think prayer ought to be like giving. It should be done unto the Lord only. Unto the Lord. It's not about how much loud I can pray, long I can pray, words I can use to pray. Because none of that impresses the Lord. That's me trying to impress someone else. But I believe we need to realize that when it comes to praying, it's between you and God. Amen. And it's a sincere prayer. I must move along. Number nine, love for the honor and respect of men. You see, some people will just do things just to get honor from men. And like that verse just said, they have their reward when you do that. But Mark 12, 20, uh, 38, he said unto them, In his doctrine, beware of the scribes which love to go in long clothing and long salutations in the marketplace. Number 10, not really love, not really love if they love the world's way more than God's way. Haven't you found after you got saved that things that you used to do in the world don't impress you anymore? It any way you want to spend. Have you ever gone, someone invited you some way and you felt so out of place there? But before you were saved, it was no, it was no problem. You were, you was right along with the crowd. But now, you just couldn't wait to get away from there. You couldn't wait to get out of there because of the difference that has happened in your life. <clears throat> First John chapter 2, he tells us in verse 15, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If a man love the world, then the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, this is what's out there, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. Now, what's going to happen to those things that put, people have put their time and invested everything into the world? And the world passes away in the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God will abide forever. What a difference. 
Loving the world is really opposite of doing the will of God. That's what we find out. Matthew 6.24, no man can serve two masters. You know that verse. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. That word mammon there means possession or wealth. There's a lot of people enslaved in wealth. That's what they live for, money. It's nothing wrong with money in itself. But when it becomes more important than God, you've got a problem. When it becomes the main thing in your life, we have a problem. So the Bible says, you remember the question we asked at the beginning, can we love the Lord Jesus and do whatever we want? The Bible says we can't do that. We can throw words around like I love God without real meaning or understanding. One thing is for sure. I may fool you and you may fool me, but we'll never fool God, will we? (laughs) He's the discerner. He's the true judger of everyone's heart. I know this, a true love for the Lord is usually followed by actions. And those actions will be followed by what the Word of God tells us to do. So what does the Bible say about you really loving the Lord? I think we've seen it tonight. Amen? Amen. God bless you. You listen to Pastor David Kogel. For more information, visit our website at BufordRoadBaptistChurch.com.